Yes. C-H-I, open up. A T-H-I, oh, I do declare what on earth is the problem, officer. Excuse me, ma'am. Sorry to disturb you so uh, so late at night. Uh, I'm from CHI, the Center for Hu- for Hybrid Investigations. Oh, and uh, I'm here uh, to follow up on a on a couple reports. Uh, it seems that a misbehaving uh, rabbit has been traced to your house. Do you have anything? Uh, do you have any idea what's going on there? Now, officer, I may not be a, a professional investigator like yourself, but how in the world does a rabbit cause mischief? Well, I mean, it's it's just an isolated couple of uh, couple of circumstances nearby, uh, you know, rooting through people's garbage, hiding out in their panty drawers, uh, g- general general tomfoolery, uh, mm-hmm. okay. mostly. Well, all I have here is my little lemon drop, but he is not a whiff of trouble. I tell you that. Hmm. I just got one more question. Does your little lemon drop uh, sleep in the same bed with you? Why, of course. I'm not one of those coarse, uh, unfeeling animal owners. I keep him super close. Sometimes he likes to cuddle up against my bosom. Yeah, okay. I, I can see where this is going. Uh, if, if you'll pardon me. Uh, so, there have been a string of these recently. Uh, a bunch of pasty nerds decided to go to a cursed spring in China and dunk themselves in to become cute, adorable animals to flummox and confound women that they're attracted to so that they can snuggle up to them as cute, adorable animals. Uh, <laughs> what we actually have here is a serial predator, uh, somebody who has been stalking several people. Uh, I can show you the rap sheet if you want, but honestly, you're better off not looking oh at it. Oh my, that's so far-fetched and yet so serious and not to be yeah. taken lightly. Well, is there any way that I can find out if my little lemon drop is one of those predators? Uh, it's actually really simple. We we figured out a while ago there were a lot of miscommunications and uh, comedy of errors that ensued before we kind of figured out. Yeah, you just dunk them in hot water, and uh, if you if they turn out to be a human, then I'll take them off your hands for impersonation, stalking, and serial sexual sexual harassment crimes. Well, all right then. Let me just put on some hot water for tea. Would you like to come in? Oh yes, please. All righty. Now, I should bring a carrot just in case this just makes him mad. Whoa, oh, the jig's up. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling this was uh, this was the case. The way he was hopping around seemed like he he's probably a martial arts master. Oh, yep, there he goes out the window. I'm going to have to take this one on the run. I hope you catch him. Thank you so much, officer. Oh, really? I'm just doing my job. I mean, I, I wanted to be a famous martial artist, but I, I got dunked in the wrong spring, too. All right, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, I had an idea for an intro. Okay, I think I have a better one, but yeah, let me hear yours. It's very likely. We would be announcers for the 500-meter runma, and <laughs> and they're so running bad. and, like, hitting each other and, like, doing transformation wackiness. It's so bad. You over... <laughs> this is amazing. You know, like, regardless of how innocuous the intro needs to be, you just overplot it to, like, impossibility. Uh... I have a better one. I'm not surprised. (laughs) 
Yeah, a lot of pomp. <laughs> I don't like the pomp. I don't like the pomp either. I'm an especial fan of the circumstance. <laughs> yeah, I like the I, I like the jam. I like <laughs> you know pomp up the jam. The, okay. this show is a lot of circumstance. You must admit. It's almost entirely circumstance. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I actually, I got a lot out of it that I wasn't expecting to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, it, it crosses a lot of boundaries for other uh, other anime genres, so it mm-hmm. is a little bit hard to pick out exactly what it's about, but once you kind of relax the filter that's like, I have to put this in a particular type of anime, it's, it starts to peel away. And, uh, that was not the filter consistent. I assumed that you would have trouble dropping. Like. Oh, there's there's a, we we can there's a lot of things we could touch on lightly. Oh yeah, preferably. we can. Zane, uh, my name is Ben, and my name, as you just mentioned, is Zane. I did mention it. I didn't want there to be any miscommunication. Right. And this is the Carton Cast. We review old cartoons to see to see ourselves as young men, <laughs> not cursed, <laughs> certainly not blessed. Yeah. yeah, hashtag not blessed. <laughs> this is the Carton Cast one half. When splashed with cold water, we actually just sneeze instead of podcast. Zane, how am I? How the fuck am I going to name this episode? What do you mean? It won't, oh, there's no way Squarespace sl- is going to let me do a backslash. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm going to put like a point five or like. This isn't something you can work out in Wolfram Afra, Wolfram <laughs> Alpha, yeah. and then like just cross there's tab a Python to a key. module I can use to like do a Unicode. Maybe I don't know, man. I was I was trying to send a LinkedIn message and put some umlauts in to show that I actually did read <laughs> just, German, man. Show just, that you could. Yeah, just just to be like, I see that you can speak English, but if you would prefer to speak in German, <laughs> I'm gonna expose my cultured side to you. <laughs> it's it's the best side. <laughs> it's the only side I know. Right. Uh, yeah, and today we're talking about Ranma One Half. Ranma One Half. It is. It's. It's weird because. It feels very groundbreaking, in many ways. Like Absolutely. It, it clearly was very influential both in its style and in its substance, but at the same time, it like. Like, even though it feels dated in a lot of ways, it still kind of holds up in terms of, like, the actual, like, writing and uh, plot beats. Yeah, much like whenever we do kind of a uh, an adaptation, what we find is that when we do an adaptation from something that is, you know, well-written and popular as a well-written piece of medium, turns out we have some very well-developed characters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just despite the animation being limited and, you know, the, the, the adaptation not getting a few things right... Um, you still have that core of very well developed characters, and the, you know, the, the the voicing of them is just fine. So, uh, yeah. For whatever other misgivings I may have about this, we have like strong source material, and a lot of the time that's good enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna bring up Shakespeare a lot this episode because I think that was, you know, you can draw a lot of parallels there. But it's like, uh-huh. you know, even if it's a pretty poor adaptation of Shakespeare, as long as everyone remembered their lines, it's still probably going to be okay. Yeah, more or less. Uh, Zane, you have a pretty pretty strong history with this. I uh, have a deep and rich and voluptuous <laughs> history. Okay. You've got, quite the, you've got a browser history with Ranma. <laughs> you know, I decided to check out um, how much porn there was of this. Oh, uh, do tell. <laughs> as a matter of, you know, journalistic integrity. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. This I think is... we actually, we got recommended a while ago a fanfic for Ranma, and I actually didn't go and check it up. We did. I need to go back and look into that. So I think it was called Nabiki One Half. 
Nabiki is one of the best characters. <laughs> she's good. She's pretty good. Um, but anyway, so if you type in at, on, if you go to Google and you go to your, you know, you, you go onto Chrome and you go to, uh, not innuendo. God, what's the mode? Incognito mode. Okay. <laughs> and, and you go and you type Control in. Control shift N and good. Ranma hentai. All right. Hang you're on gonna, a sec. You're going to pop up with about four Same. and a half Give million a hits. Hang on a second. I'm going to, we're going to check this out real quick. Oh, this isn't something we need to do together. I need to, this was a prep no, work. Is, ben, I already I, did the research. Audience, look, look at this audience. We're going to, we're going to take this journey together. Hold my hand. Just <laughs> my hand. Don't touch his hand. <laughs> okay. Five, about 5 million results. Right. If you, there's a little wiggle room. Now for a manga series, that's basically a all about sex. A lot of it is in Spanish. Right, we're not going to delve into that right now. It is kind of soap opera-y. But if you type it's, in... <laughs> yes, it is. If you type in another work by the same author, if you type in Inuyasha Hentai, almost <laughs> almost twice as many hits. Wow, that is that's that is not what I would have guessed. Is that not shocking? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Of like, all the things we've done, I, I have trouble finding the porn of this. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I... Was Not Inuyasha trouble. more by internet standards? Was Inuyasha more popular with the with that in that Venn diagram of like people who would check out hentai? It it definitely hit a more mainstream appeal uh, internationally, but I think you know if if you're looking for porn and you are aware, <laughs> international is the way to go. If, if 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 you know about what Ronald one half is, it seems like this is a fertile breeding ground. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> like, you, really? <laughs> but, but we can sure get on. into that. I, I, I think, you know, the sexualization is going to be a strong thing in this episode. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, that was my original beat is like, you know, this is uh, arguably, and I, I don't know if I would make the argument, but I think we definitely should touch upon it later, uh, what could be considered the first trans manga Okay. At least the, in in popular in popular media, yeah. The story of Ranma does focus on a boy what turns into a girl when splashed with cold water and mm -hmm. has to be turned back into a boy by being splashed with hot water. And like you know, I I found that there were more interesting things to talk about once I got used to that premise. But you gotta get used to that premise. And Zane, it's another premise where we're dunking you know, anime boys and girls into transformation sequences to make them lose their clothes. Yeah. Um, Zane, again, I, again with it. I don't you think did it's it on the purpose. first. I, I didn't do it on purpose, but you I did do it. You absolutely did it on purpose. No, because I think it is... You, you know, did I think it on porpoise. I think it's very interesting Spring because... Spring of the cursed porpoise. There are a lot of things about this that make it like less important than it need than it than it could otherwise be less important what the entire work like they no that make that aspect of this work the sexualization the sexualization and the transformation and all that it feels like it is in service of a different story it, it's in service of the comedy of errors it's not necessarily just you know uh, uh belligerent sexual tension for its own well not well it's not just not, not be belligerent sexualization for its own sake the thing to remember here, I think, is that uh, Japan has different standards on the interplay of sex and comedy. Yes. Because America, we're pretty puritanical. We're pretty repressed. We don't tend to try to... We don't tend to like to view sex as something that can be funny in general. <laughs> 
Japan loves doing that. So at its heart, this is a comedy manga series that got mm-hmm. ad- adapted into the anime that we're going to talk about. And sex can be a part of that comedy without it being the focus. And I don't think that you could manage that in America. Yeah. Generally. And and it's important. It's an action comedy about sex. But the action comedy comes first. This isn't Tenchi Muyo. And women can second. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so just to give some background here. Yes. Ranma One Half ran from 1989 to 1992 on Fuji TV. It was based on the manga of the same name by Rumiko Takahashi. Uh, the manga ran from 1987 to 1996. Now, you'll notice that lasts longer than the anime. So the anime runs out of material to adapt, and so the later seasons are just a lot of filler. Yeah. And generally a uh, noticeable drop in quality. There's sort of a, an expectation in terms of uh, people who recommend the manga or the anime that, like, people stop paying attention to it, like, halfway through the series. Mm-hmm. Um, it was produced by Studio Dean and licensed for English dub by Viz Media, making it the first series to get an uncut English dub. So imported anime at the time is usually watered down in terms of violence and, as you say, sexual content. Uh, but this one was not, and that sort of opened the door for other series. Yeah, I I hadn't realized that. I I think maybe I don't know why that would be the case. Uh, the 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 dub, which you know the the dub that came out, I could only kind of find the first ten or so episodes on uh, with the English sub, and the rest of them, the rest of the stuff that I could find was dubbed. Um, the dub is not good. What? And the I think I think the sub is far better than the dub. Interesting. I watched, uh, you know, a chunk of the first episode subbed, but I, I actually preferred the dub, except for one noticeable problem. But sure, um, uh, yeah, we, we we can talk about that in a little bit. I thought the voice actors just just sounded a little bit more. I think that this was maybe early enough in dubbing that, like, I think maybe we were still in that awkward pre uh, adolescent era of like dubbing is not like a thing that we do all that much yet yeah you know, it was, it's not it was niche. it's not 80s yet but it is a niche market in sure. in america in 1993 and i, I think that the voice actors just kind of not we're not up to par yet yeah i mean it's definitely not up to the standard of modern dubs but i think you know when i because i grew up reading you know a lot of these uh ranma one half mangas i felt like the voices communicated pretty much one-to-one what i thought the characters were trying to communicate huh yeah i i did not feel that way it it felt pretty uh it it made me maybe cringe a little bit they they didn't feel correct to me Mm -hmm. um but the but the sub does does hit it quite well and we can talk about the the actual voice actors in a second because you had mentioned that though yeah and i think i think i tried to touch on this earlier but got distracted uh you definitely want read uh some of the manga growing up and which means that i had access to it, which means that i read some of it so maybe we should like talk about kind of our memories of it before we had actually gone and sat down and, and tried to watch some of it again yeah so you know i liked manga i i read only a few really just because it's an expensive habit and there was like one bookstore in the like several towns over that actually sold it at the time mm-hmm. um Nowadays, you can just go to your local public library and get, like, a ton of manga. Um, But at the time, that was a lot harder. And so this was one of the ones where, like, it was popular and well-known. And so you can find a lot of the issues. So I'm like, okay, let's do that. 
Um, I really enjoyed them. I really liked the uh, concepts. You know, I, I came to this uh, as a young man kind of entering my adolescence and that I won't say that that didn't have an effect on me and wasn't a part of the appeal, but also the storytelling and the sort of comedy of errors aspect of it just really appealed to me. And it was neat, you know, because this was at a time when you don't have a ton to read, uh, rereading the same ones again and again it's a lot easier to keep track of all the different relationships, all the different characters and caveats. Like it, it's a kind of series that you can read several times and kind of like get more out of it as you grow up. Um, so yeah. I, I, I went into this having a lot of nostalgia for the property. And that's why when I watched the anime, I was kind of fine and happy with the fact that it cleaves so closely to the original. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, I think that when it does cleave close to the original, when it's just expressing it with animation, it's at its best. And and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more as we get down the line, but uh, my experiences are pretty similar. I think that at its heart, the kind of perfect triangle that this that this hits is comedy, uh, martial art, like it's, it's, a, it's a fighting mm-hmm. kind of series, it's a comedy series, and it's a romance series. And yes, there's like harem elements within that, but, uh, you know, we, we've defined before the uh, shonen and seinen kind of tropes uh, for, for, for young men in Japan. Shonen series are marketed more to young men. Seinen mm-hmm. are kind of marketed to older people to, uh, you know, kind of reaching their maturity. And this is sort of a this is sort of a point in between where you can start enjoying it on one metric, go to enjoying it on another metric personally. Uh, as a you know weepy teen, I really appreciated the romance elements of it. Yeah, I thought it was very sweet and like I don't know that 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 is the element that's the part of it that stuck to me the most. Audience, if you're listening, this is like the tenth time Ben is like I'm in favor of sexy teens. I love. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, they just they just do what I'm afraid to do. <laughs> <laughs> just which is turn into a girl and get naked on camera yeah um yeah the the this is what i mean by saying like handled indelicately this subject matter and these plots kind of wouldn't work but because you actually believe the characters and their interactions it it, it does kind of sell in the way that a lot of other stuff doesn't um i think I think the the artist, uh, Rumiko Takahashi, you know, she was an, a manga artist for like 20 years before hitting it big with Ranma. Uh, she's also well known for her other hit, Inuyasha. Mm. Um, and I think that she has a lot of skill and the like the importance of having a woman writing this series, I think is I think it's significant. Yeah, I would I would definitely say so. I, I never got there is a significant anti-patriarchal uh bead on this series where like it's clear that the nature of this forced marriage and the fact that everybody is pursuing the main female lead with you know with frothing madness like it's pretty clear that she's got some dismal opinions on how japanese society treats women (laughs) (laughs) and there's some interesting uh uh, tidbits relating to that actually Uh, i love some tidbits so um, so her her goal when making Ranma, the emphasis was actually not on the like sex stuff. It was, I want an anime where everything in these characters' lives is a martial art. That, um, that does come through. That's the other thing about this, which is like, <laughs> it's pretty brazen how JoJo's it is. <laughs> um, 
so she had fe- previously written only female protagonists and she wanted to change things up but she was like I, I don't feel confident that i can write a male character so let's let's do this half and half yeah let's just make them uh let's just just let's just make this male character a girl now that sounds good she claims that there's no social commentary for this choice which bullshit. is always bullshit when the manga every artist time, says that. Every time it's bullshit. Um, but she also said uh, her assistants were all female uh, so that they wouldn't be worried about boys. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. That's yeah, fine. I, I think that there's more to it than that uh, in terms of why the choice for man to woman uh, kind of transformation thing. I don't think it would work nearly as well in the other direction, but... Uh, there is, I, I think that part, probably part of it is that kind of cross-gender appeal. Yeah, also Being able that to sort of... both men and women. Also that sort of just patience and willingness to put off the eventual will they, won't they. Like, I don't know if a male manga writer could sustain this amount of edging for like 35 <laughs> volumes. <laughs> you gotta slow cook this one. And I got, and I, you know, I, I read ahead and I watched ahead and saw how both the manga, which went a little farther, and the anime ended. And like, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> and I can't find a manga that does what I want it to do. So maybe I, ha- or like a fan fiction that does what I want it to do. So maybe I have to write one. I don't happen to know what it is. And it probably does not behoove us to like spoil that for the audience. But no, uh, this, this, but the point is, is that this show exists in a perpetual limbo. Yeah. It, you will, it, you will never reach culmination. <laughs> there, there is definitely, you know, as much as this was groundbreaking, it does, like many prototypes, we we kind of associate it with the things that it it inspired, and like it's possible that this was somewhere near the early part for just anime just making us edge for thirty years mm-hmm. kind of kind of stuff. Uh, I don't hate it. Like I don't want these I don't want these teens to actually have sex. I, I like I know I've I've sort of outed myself as like liking teenage romances, but uh, I don't I don't want it to go farther. Like and frankly, you want them to emotionally frankly, reach some sort of like resolution though. Frankly, it already is too sexual. Like not <laughs> not too nude, not too naked, but too sexual. Like there is a difference here, and it's like that. There there's an unfortunate way that it grapples with that sex comedy thing, which is okay in Japan, and when you turn it here, like, part of me is, like, I'm glad that they're not treating sex as so damn serious, but part of that means <laughs> that you have an old man groping a woman, and that's a joke. Yeah, um, informed consent does not exist in this universe. Nope, it sure <laughs> just, doesn't. Just no, the, the lack of it is the basis for many of the jokes. Except that grapple with it, and then you gotta put it aside. <laughs> this is Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have chosen maybe different terminology than grapple with it, but yeah. God damn, I can't, I can't turn this off today. I can't, yeah, it's part of you. You can see how much this informed your behavior. But like, it, it's it's not like we had this problem with Johnny Bravo, right? Yes. The behavior was clearly problematic. We grappled with it, and we said they could have done this without this aspect of the character, or at least not as much as, as they pushed it. Here... It's kind of necessary for everything else to work, and it, it's, it's more we just accept understandable. That that's this that's the this universe has many rules, and one of them is sex all the time, no long lasting repercussions. It's it's more understandable just because the, the the culture conventions are different. You know, in in America, we should know because of how damn taboo it is mm-hmm. now. 
but because they have that kind of sex comedy interplay, I don't know. I don't really know how to divide it up such that you keep the sex comedy but lose the uncomfortableness of, you know, lack of consent. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can because like. I'm not convinced that you can. Like, I don't know. And even if you can't, even if you can't, that doesn't justify doing it. So, so, so quick explanation of the audience. Ronald one half is a story about a boy who falls into a magical spring. And now anytime he gets doused with cold water, he turns into a girl. Anytime he's doused with warm water, he turns back. I'll be using he pronouns for Ranma just for the sake of conveniency. And because that's how he'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah. The. Probably true. Well, he says many times, like. Yeah, that, like, I mean, that's true. There, there's arguments online that it's, you know, you could interpret Ranma as like a trans woman coming to terms. I don't which think I, that's I don't the think is the accurate worst. reading. I don't think it's the worst. Re- like you can, I mean, you can, in any case, we can get into it later. Go on. Um, I forgot my point. <laughs> oh, no, you no. Were just, but, yeah. but part of the, part of the show, the reason why it works and he and his um, assigned fiance, Akane, the reason it works is they have such strong sexual tension between them. And that can kind of only happen if if they keep walking in on each other naked. Um, or like yeah. or like when uh, Ryoga, another character who turns into a pig for similar reasons, uh, you know, for he just, similar reasons, he just, you know, he's just like strolling. He jumps into uh, a hot bathtub that Akane's dad is chilling out in and he turns back into a man and just like nods and casually strolls out like the <laughs> show works good. on that and that only kind of works as a fun joke and a fun interaction because of the assumed underlying taboo like i yeah. think it is necessary in this one very specific case there's there's a difference between it being a nudity taboo and being in a sexual assault taboo right i th- and i think that is the line where where it starts to lose me a little bit. Again, you know, I, I remember talking about Johnny Bravo. I'm not going to harp on it too much. It exists here. Mm-hmm. It exists uh, here. But, but that's, that- the, that's the other part is like, you know, there's a character, Shampoo, who is also arranged to be married to Ranma. And she, her whole thing is like, if I can't have you, and I'm going to try to have you at every opportunity, I will kill you. <laughs> And in order to make the first thing happen, because I do like you, I'm going to strip naked constantly, rub up against you, like, like, that is, it's, it, I'm not, I don't want to be the guy defending this, but that is a part of her character, and that is a part of what sells those scenes. (laughs) Because we keep on talking about, like, the risque behavior in this, maybe we should, like, talk about it a little bit more in detail, like, how far they go, and, like, with what frequency, (laughs) because I feel like we're giving the wrong impression of this show. As he, as Zane had said, it's pretty frequent that Ranma, as a girl, will be put into some situation where, like, I wasn't expecting to be a girl and my shirt was off. And so now we're yes. looking at, and now we're, so now we're looking at some boobs. <laughs> and they do have nipples, which caught me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, any guy that's in the direct panel of the uh, in the direct line of sight is going to have like a little dick wolf tex avery moment yeah beyond that it doesn't really do much more than that sometimes you'll have the other female characters groping her to like prove a point is like does this look like a boy to you and i'm like okay that's you know it just because they're two girls does not mean consent doesn't need to exist but like fine right right it's just sort of an assumed rule in this society that's been written 
And when there is rubbing up against of a person to another person, it's almost always a girl on a girl. Again, so, not 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 necessarily okay in that circumstance, but it loses some of those filthy, you know, uh, a patriarchal connotations. I, I get the sense, and this is one of the reasons why I think it's important that this was written by a woman. Yeah. I get the sense that these sexual events kind of don't matter compared to the emotional events. They totally don't. And, you, you know, you said earlier that uh, there was this sexual tension between Rama and Akane. I sort of disagree. I think it's remotion, emotional and romantic tension, certainly. Yeah, that, that's I was using a shorthand. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, but, like, there is, uh, I remember reading that, like, if you ask men and women, and this is, you know, generalizing, this is just generalizing yes. um, but, you know, what they consider cheating, and mm-hmm. men will point to physical and sexual things, and women will point to emotional and romantic things. Yeah, I remember, and I feel reading, like, I remember watching that Simpsons episode. And that's very much what's going on here, is Akane's not mad, you know, okay, she's always mad, but she's not as mad <laughs> well, when... Like, She's got ample opportunity. <laughs> but like, oh, you know, a woman throws herself at Rama. Akane's mad, be- and it's clear that she's mad because she thinks Rama doesn't like her anymore. Yeah, I, and and like that that's one of the like, kind of the more personal, actual... This is an actual person that was written. Written as a person and not just like a, a sex object. That, mm-hmm. uh, that, really, that really does get me, you know? Yeah, um, and, we, and we can talk about you know the exactly the ways in which they are people versus sex objects as we get down the line, because you had mentioned like the open you had opened with like a bare bones affi- affiliation. Yeah, this with is the worth plot. going into. <laughs> okay, so Ranma is sick badass martial artist, and I'm gonna try to be the world's greatest fighting guy. So he goes to China and to to, to train in places and he's like this place looks dangerous which means it's prime location for training <laughs> no fences no like keep please keep out there's nothing. a tour guide there's a tour guide there that says don't take a dip in any of those springs it's dangerous uh he falls in one and now he's a girl for the rest of his life half the time uh his dad falls in one and now he's a panda for the like they, i guess the the plot conceit is that if you fall into a spring where some tragic other person fa- like what is going on with this general area that every spring is cursed <laughs> by that animal or person falling into the spring and drowning <laughs> what happened here however many years ago with this like max mass exodus of people <laughs> people and animals like is this where noah's ark crashed ben the only serious thing in this is the romance and the fighting <laughs> and the fighting yes. is, the fighting is wacky but it is serious I don't know how serious the fighting is, but like it, like they're the high stakes. Se- it's so brazen how ridiculous it is. <laughs> yeah, and every Rama, time a new person is introduced, you're like, okay, which which spring did they fall in this time? Yeah, exactly. And like Rama's always like, oh, I gotta find my way back to China so that I can fall in the spring of drowned man. Which <laughs> how must is be this the- like not a ticket that you have bought yourself? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like he's clearly not trying very hard, and like every other character manages to find their way back to China. So like, it's just yeah. really ridiculous ridiculous yeah it's a special like the the plot conceits of him not being able to turn back into a guy are just like a like a bunch of it's a 
tower of cards. This is this is why I always relate it back to Shakespeare because it's like a comedy of errors. Like, oh, I had a long lost twin and we were separated at birth, and also I have a manservant and he has a long lost twin that was also separated at birth with the (laughs) other guy. Like, I can see that being like, and I'm going to dress up as a girl to get close to them so that we can meet. So that you know, it's just it's just a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. It's I mean like and and like I called it JoJo's a little bit. The the ridiculous the plot. The ridiculousness, the ridiculousness of the plot does not make any allowances or apologies. No. Like, it's just, here's where we are. That one's a pig and that one's a cat. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And it's like, we got we to gotta find ridiculous ways to make these characters interact more weirdly. So it's like, oh, she wants to have a pet pig. Oh, he's terrified of cats. Yeah, th- this like adds it's, it's to the layers. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and it gets to the point where a new person is introduced in the plot and you're like, all right, which animal? Which animal are we, are we doing right now? It's, you know, I know it's something. See, this is why I always thought that the way that it should end, and it's not a spoiler because this isn't what happens. Mm. But that the way that it should end is Akane ends up falling into a spring of drowned every man spring. every spring and like <laughs> becomes like this just horrible torturous existence like as every animal at once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the end of Akira <laughs> becomes a Cronenberg. <laughs> no, so I think that she should fall in the spring of drowned man and then like, oh, she's the only one who can understand me. Like, I thought that that's how they were going to do it. That that would have been pretty I don't know if that would have, like, emphasized the points that they were making gender fluidity-wise or if it would have gotten in its own way. It would have had a nice karma to it. That That is certainly true. And this, like, stuff happens on karma. Like, there will be an episode where Ranma is trying to, like, all he's doing is walking across town to meet somebody and he has to be a man. And everything conspired. He gets hit with every possible source of water you could imagine. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it Like, Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's just how this how this show works. Like you have is. to be you have to be ready for that. Can we can we talk a little bit about the nature of transformations in anime? In this anime or anime in general? In anime in general, because it's a staple these days. Mm-hmm. But you know, Sailor Moon and the like kind of kind of paved the way for it. Yeah. The what they did in Sailor Moon was the transformation sequence was a way for your character to have a double life, right? Yeah. Uh, it happens in this show as well. Ranma sort of has this double life, one of which is like trying to be the person he's always been, and then now trying to be the person who can relate to his fiance. Right. The- uh, so I, I think that I think that this actually does kind of fit what transformation sequences tend to do even if it's in a very different way than normal. Well, the subversion there is that usually those transformation sequences are done in order to get stronger, whereas in this case, it's just different. It's different. It's a like different I'm perspective. Different yeah, it's it's a way of saying there's a part of this person that I don't understand yet. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that because I, I thought it was an interesting inversion <laughs> of like the common like kind of Super Saiyan transformation trope. Yeah, and we, it, we should recognize that the purpose of the transformation is to make this person have like a hidden side. Yeah, but by making the focus, you know, fighting and romance, and making those two branches of Ranma co-equal, um, like instead of oh, I know this person, I know their su- secret identity, 
I'm their sidekick kind of thing. It's like you have people who know that Rama turns into a girl. You have people who don't. And then you have people who like have refused to who who, mm, very much refuse to. But also Mm -hmm. people who like really like one half and not at all the other. Like and don't know the difference. And they don't. And it's oh, my God, it just. It's unreal. It's unmaginably dumb of them. <laughs> but that is that is somewhere where the comedy can but, but, come in. Yeah, and that's where the comedy comes in. A way in that and that's what allows difficult. for that sort of um that sort of large number of combinations. So like there's this character Kuno. Kuno's, <laughs> Kuno's an idiot. Kuno's great. <laughs> Kuno's uh, great. He's an over serious, like samurai type guy out of high school. Yeah, he's um uh Lupin, what's his name? Yeah. He's like um, a he's like a lecherous man-child version of of Goemon. Yeah, yeah. And so he hates Rama because Rama is going after Akane, but he loves female Rama. The tree-born kettle kettle girl. (laughs) Right. He loves her because she's also attractive and powerful, and he's like, I can't choose between them. I love them both so much. As though he has access to both. What? Think about that. As though he has access to both. Uh, To either. Ever. (laughs) No, but like that... The defi- the very definition of entitlement. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kuno's an incel. Oh, yeah. Done and Big done. Time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the... But he... You know, the fact that you can feel one way about Ranma and be literally fighting Ranma to the death and Ranma just, like, slips into a puddle and then he all of a sudden forgets that he's fighting Ranma and he's like, I need to boner toward this person... Like, it's so... And his sister's the exact opposite. Like, it's just so obviously wacky that it works. It's almost as though Kuno does not really care about the personality of either his main romantic rival or the girl he's lusting after. Yes. It's almost as though he doesn't see either of them as people. Right. And you, you get to see this, like, the way that some characters will be like, you are my rival no matter what, or I care about you no matter what. And then there's other people who are just like, I have a very, you know, sexually segregated view of how this world works. Yes. And I'm going to impose it on everyone around me. And that that's part of the where the comedy can get a little grosser, where a lot of the jokes can be at the expense of gender conventions or, frankly, trans exploitation. Sure. I, I wanted to point out, like, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about how, like, Rama may or may not be a trans stand-in. I don't think he was intended as one, but people get whatever they want out of media. Um, you know, if it's... you are interested to see a me- piece of media that does this, that does, uh, 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 th- that does trans very well, I would recommend the webcomic Misfile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which... It, you know, it's similarly animu. It still has like people getting boners and then nosebleeds in that order. But it, it it's and it's blander. It's not as good as Ranma in general, in, you know, generally speaking in entertainment value. But their handling of trans issues is, is much more apt and much more considerate. Yeah, I remember reading a large chunk of that and, and uh, liking it a good bit. I also dipped into one called uh, Venus Envy, which is like an interesting subversion. <laughs> good name. Yeah, it's Holy an inter- shit. <laughs> it's an interesting subversion of the way that these plots tend to go because it takes place in like pretty close to the real world because like there's no magical solutions. It's just, you know, a trans girl trying to like make her way in the world and like yeah. it's a much more uh I think uh 
I, I, I'm not in the place to say accurate, but I think it's at least right. attempting to to be in that place. You know, Neither as opposed to, you know, El Shive, which I love and clearly was influenced by Ranma one half, but it's like oh, clearly yes. pretty clearly this takes place in a ridiculous world where like I, I don't even know where to begin on the sexual politics of that. Yeah, it I mean like yeah, that's 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 playing it a little bit more as like fantasy. You know, like straight up fantasy and very little actual like let's put some real human suffering in here. Yeah, like this is another opportunity for character development. Whereas in Ranma One Half, it's like this is another opportunity for wacky for misunderstanding and fighting. Yeah, let's let, let's talk about Ranma because he's kind of the focal point here. Ranman, Ranman, or Manma, or Ranmom, or Girl Ranma. Like I don't know, you could say whatever you want. Really, so it's it's worth mentioning briefly, just like. So he and his dad, they did this whole China thing. <laughs> yes. Woman and a panda. There's no Boy way to get panda. to China from Japan. I Never can't been believe done. <laughs> that they didn't just call this manga Woman and a Panda. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... Um, Woman and a panda, and, and he did ride him. And the reason why he has this, like, arranged marriage with Akane is because their dads... Um, Let me stop you there. There's no reason. <laughs> well, there's, there's almost... Actually, well, they're they, trying to... They need they an heir to pass on the anything-goes martial arts style. That's a that's a good setup. Yeah, like, honestly. it's very... Like, do you understand and accept what about, what's about to happen over the next several volumes? It's like, um... It's like Kill a Kill, right? Where they're like, we're gonna go through a bunch of different martial arts styles and you're gonna fight all of them. Yeah. But these are ridiculous. And so, they... You know, they, they find out, like, Ranma and Akane don't really like each other. And then they just kind of move in. Like, it's not quite clear why. It's just like, are we, like, getting them used to each other? Are we getting them to like each other? What's happening? Yeah. Um, but that's that's what's happening. So it's also like a, like, threes company situation. That's, but no, it's, two it's, of the I three mean, are it's one it's also person. Shakespeare, really. It's also very kind of, you know, um, matchmaker. Oh, no, I stuff. have to live with the man I love. <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah talking about rama yeah so voiced by who was it i'm, I'm trying to look it up uh, but I, richard I can't find ian it right cox now. in the uh, english so that's also the voice of inuyasha mm. and um i'll admit for the dub i thought that a woman played both male and female rama because it uh, that's sounded- how i felt that's very I much like dub. just like somebody very clearly just trying to make their voice deeper. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a young guy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how the guy voice in the dub is very clearly voiced by a woman. <laughs> not not funny in general, but funny because of this character. It's like a little ironic. No, it's not. It's voiced by a man. I thought it wasn't. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's triple ironic. I just thought that it, I just thought a lot they did a bad job going on here. Um. Oh. So yeah, uh, two different so, char- two different people voicing the two different halves of Ranma. Yeah, the, I, I I like that the the creator you know had had pretty had had pretty clear and consistent thoughts of the character of Ranma, and mm-hmm. uh, it I think it really comes through as a good protagonist. Um, you know, as a as a guy and as a girl, he is very he's very judgmental. He's kind of a shitty boy <laughs> he's just he's yeah, really he... dismissive and like exploitative and and he's he's kind of impish yeah he's he's not really he doesn't really care about a lot like he's he's almost nihilistic sometimes 
Um, just in the way that, like, all he wants to do is fight and... And goof off. He's very Goof Yusuke. off and pretend that, like, he doesn't care about anyone. He's very Yusuke in that way, or very, like, you know, Yankee hooligan delinquent. Yeah, young guy who's putting up defenses, like, a, li- a layer of irony over everything. The, uh, the mixture that, uh, Rumiko Takahashi described Ranma as was nice, clean-cut, frank, energetic, indecisive, stubborn, picky, stingy, and sly. So, like, a lot of kind of guile kind of look misdirection kind of characteristics it, like it is kind of lupon in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like he'll outthink the opponent in a lot of circumstances yeah and it it works for him like it, it makes sense for him being the son of his father his father who is just an absolute dirtbag um but <laughs> yes. so lovable because most of the time he's a panda yeah, he, he just looks good. Like, I, I, we're gonna, I mean, we'll probably have to talk about this a little bit more later, but, like, the character models also just look great. I think yeah, this is, I think this might predate, like, Chibi. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of and roundness miss, at times. I miss that era. I miss the pre-Chibi era. Yeah, but they don't, like, they don't genre shift into Chibi face. You yeah, know? yeah, that's true. Like, like, they'll do some anime shorthand faces that, like, are not their normal faces but it's it's not lazily done mm-hmm. and rama like his guile like you say like that comes out of the fact that he's trained in anything goes martial arts where the idea is win at any cost yeah use whatever you have access to mm-hmm. which which i like i like in a, in a protagonist that kind of uh that flow like water like spiegel kind of thing of what are my outs like how can i turn the tables and yeah yeah you know, he, he operates that way in his regular life as well. Yeah, and, like, in terms of turning into a girl, like, he'll he'll claim to be uh, offended, like, his pride is offended by not being taken seriously, but he's not above, like, splashing himself, showing a little cleavage to, like, distract the enemy. This is why a lot of, uh, a lot of the fandom kind of purports that he is maybe not trans, but at least gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Is because as the series progresses, he becomes more open and accepting of this female counterpart. Yeah, and I I don't want to go too much in depth on like what I think is the case because I don't fucking know. And like <laughs> you, you know, I don't want to stand in as the uh, as the authority on any kind of trans issues because I am not a trans person. But I think there is an argument that you know we we have somebody who is trapped in the wrong body. If you start from there, it is not hard to see why a lot of people map themselves, a lot of trans people map themselves onto Ranma. Yeah. And it you also know? explains why everyone's mad at him when, like, their vendettas against him have led them to, like, turn into a pig. Like, this is not who I am. This is not what I want. I blame you because you started this. I think that if I can kind of borrow a little from Tone and Genre real quick, yeah. the main thing that Ranma's character does to me is. I think I think the show is, and the, the manga by extension is all about being comfortable in one's own body, one's own life, one's own society. It's all about what are the things that are causing you to veer from what you like your own individual expression. And I think Ranma clearly has this gender identity thing going on where like he he wants to behave in this one capacity, but he isn't able to because of the circumstances around him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of him is more plagued by this sense of what he should be. You know, he seems fine at times to just, you know, walk around as a woman. 
uh, for whatever reason. It's more that he's afraid of not being taken seriously. Like, I think part of the progression of him coming to terms with it also has to do with the fact that, like, after a while, everyone kind of knows this about him. I, I mean, like, I think you're kind of pointing out, like, all, all the. I think what you're saying is kind of proving my point. That it's that, about like, acceptance? Well, yeah, it's about, like, are you accepted in the society where you are expressing yourself in this way? Yeah, but uh, I I think the barrier... At times he is, and at times he isn't, and, like, when he is rejected for the way he is acting, that's that's the tough part for him. Well, I, I think the barrier is within his own mind, usually, like... He expects these negative repercussions for being whomever, uh, but they don't actually, they don't happen in the way he thinks. He also, like, kind of grapples with the same thing that Kuno does, which is, like, these these very stereotypical notions of what a man is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So that also, like, they explain that a little bit. Um, like, his mom comes to visit at one point, like, very estranged mom, and she will really? murder him if he is not a manly man. Oh my god. <laughs> just just as an example of how weird the writing can get, like that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it it does like veer away from like realistic. It's not grounded in reality. Like everything is a martial arts tournament and like a harem like sauna scene. Mhm. You know, like it, it's it's not grounded in reality at all. And I I don't know. I think that's good for like something that is at its heart a comedy series, but Yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, How do you like Ranma as, like, a person? I think he's interesting. I think that he would be, like, a fun guy to hang out with and be friends with. But at the same time, like, he want he's, he's so often this lone wolf character where he doesn't like accepting help from other people for his fights. He doesn't want to be tied down to a fiancé. He really just cares about, like, fighting and getting stronger. And he's not in that kind of anime. And it gives him such angst. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I find him very funny for that reason is that he's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes in mm-hmm. that he's, like... He's trying to be cool and like just the nature of his curse and the nature of the bullshit that his <laughs> dad puts him through just means that he can't really be cool ever. Yeah, I think he's really funny when he lets himself be. When he tries to be cool, it's not, you know, it's all right. How cool can a teenager be? Right. Yeah. I think it's interesting that like he has absolutely no interest in sex. That is really cool, actually. Like I, maybe I don't know. I don't really know what that says about him. It's necessarily just, it's just weird right because this is hypothetically the person with the most access to sex in this universe <laughs> i guess i you know you, yeah you might be i don't know about all that. kinds like, with all partners and everyone's throwing themselves at him <laughs> i don't know man like yeah you you if, if you're not into the specific shapes that he or she happens to be then or if that he happens to be then like maybe i don't know what if i only like fat guys well, I mean, that's not you really find the issue. A, you got to find another spring now. <laughs> oh, no, the fat man drowned there a while ago. <laughs> yeah, he was in there all a while. Well, that's we did not help for. pull him out. That's yeah. not, that's not a fat man. That's just a panda. It's different. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting aspect of his character. It definitely informs him. It's just really like when I was fifteen, that uh, sex was like an all-consuming thought process. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I actually, I kind of feel like I was more in Rana's position where, like, yes, sex was a thing that my brain was about, but I was more just like I wanted attention. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted attention and 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 acceptance and you know comfort. 
that 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 was more what I was after. And I think that he is also in that space where he I think that he does want acceptance from like the only person who can really give it to him in a way that he'll believe. Yeah. Which is Akane. Yeah. Yeah, there's I mean there's two there's two types of young guys. There's uh there's blanket teens and there's boner teens. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know this terminology, Zane. Where, where you got, did you? Which message board did you scour that from? <laughs> you just you talked about comfort, and I'm like, oh, this is a very wholesome lifestyle. I just like I want to cuddle up in a blanket at the end of the day, and I'm just like, I need to just grind against everything. <laughs> <laughs> need, need to grind against angles, please. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Akane and Ranma kind of form the core romantic. Will they? Won't they? emotional pair and, it's and they it's like great. they will but not yet and you guys forcing it is like like it's not good for anyone right um, yeah and which is why they don't right and but i i do like them as a as a pair like yeah let's talk about akane they we, see we can talk about akane bullshit. and then the pair together yeah akane is kind of uh sent up as this uh tomboyish figure um she kind of gets introduced as like all the guys want her but they have to defeat her in combat to have for, her. For no re- again, with for no reason. Well, these are the rules that Kuno established. <laughs> yeah, because of the just playground logic. Um, but that kind of gets dropped because every time we meet somebody new, they're like the strongest person in the world. <laughs> so Akane well, kind of just gets relegated over time. Yeah, or they're just like a particular martial artist of whatever kind of martial art the uh the the town happens to care about in that particular week it's like okay rama you beat all these guys at like regular martial arts but can you beat this person at pizza martial arts yeah we will get to that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying um yeah because akane kind of is the only person that practices like actual martial arts as as the real universe would uh, recognize yeah, like, like an actual martial art where you can actually fight people if you're not like in a very particular circumstance yeah like without paint or without ribbons yeah and and that is how she carries herself generally because she's rebelling she's yeah. rebelling against her place in japan as a viable bride to be yeah she wants to be taken seriously she wants to engage in things that aren't you know domestic life yeah, and she, her dad fucking arranges a marriage for her. Everyone at school has to has this best her to bed her kind of mentality. Of course, she's rebelling against it, and and I think that's where the theme comes in. Is like she's not happy or comfortable in the society that she's in. Yeah, and it, you know a lot of this is encapsulated in the first uh, episode where you know she meets Ranma when Ron was a girl and so and Akane's like oh thank goodness this is just a Someone friend normal this is just a friend I can have and then when they you know see each other in the bathroom it's like oh this is gonna be a whole thing isn't yeah. it where like yeah. now the only person that I thought I could talk to happens to also be a man in this terrible patriarchal society that has ground me down I saw a single glimmering chance where my life isn't dictated by people wanting to have sex with me and I lost it <laughs> yeah immediately yeah it, it's actually like i i feel for akane a whole lot yeah it, I, again with the written by a woman does a lot for this character yeah i think she's a great character and i think the world kind of does good. her wrong um the fact that she's able to like hold herself in the world so well and know what she wants and be so you know uh, uh uns, unswerving and unwavering in her devotion to like be a person a full person despite what the world is telling her like you do really feel for her you know it's it's kind of interesting 
even in this character, we also do see some kind of patriarchal handling of her, despite mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, a woman wrote her, which is that she's sort of exempt from the groping stuff that girl Ranma gets thrown through. Yeah, she never, yeah. It's always somebody else getting uh, groped at. Yeah, she, she like, kind of, she, she's exempt from, from that stuff because she's too pure, almost. Yeah, it does have a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, patriarchy, you know, also informs how women act. That is that is absolutely true. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, the relationship, I think, she kind of takes on that best her to beat her or beat her to have her or whatever your phrase was. It was very good. Best um, her to bet her. That's the one. Um, she kind of has that toward Ranma once she starts to see him as like, you know, not only a better than her martial artist, but also this object of desire that everyone wants, but Akane knows that she has to end up with him eventually anyway. Like, how how can she let that stand until she can beat him in some way? I'm not certain. I, uh, I, I, I don't think I agree with that. I don't it disagree with it. I just didn't see enough textual evidence for it. It's not, a, it's not a primary motivator, but it definitely informs her, like, tension and friction with him. They sort of come off as, like, romantic rivals, not for each other, but in a broader societal context. Yeah, it's like at the beginning of a Pokemon game, the person who picks the Pokemon that's better than yours, if, like, the goal of the game, like, it turned into a dating sim after you beat them. Absolutely. <laughs> like, 100%. You do, you do have to beat them, and until the until then, there's just, like, a lot of, like, posturing. Zane, I, you might not know this, but I made a, I made a Pokemon Red... Uh, I, I made a mod for it where after you beat the Elite Four, uh, Red and Ash go on a uh, Ferris wheel ride. Oh, that's lovely. And that's how that's how the game ends. What's the Ferris wheel equivalent in Pokemon World? Or is it like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a wheezing, rotating. <laughs> you strap it. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Just hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I necessarily think that she has a best her to bet her kind of mentality. Yeah. I think that she sees her. I think that I think that Akane sees girl Ranma as like a rival. I think that she sees Ranma as a rival in multiple senses because Ranma constantly teases her for having kind of a frumpier form than girl Ranma. Again, a example where Ranma shows some kind of like look at check me out, check out how sexy I am. Kind of yeah. like a little bit of <laughs> he's kind of into it a little bit. Yeah, like, he's absolutely. Again, yeah, that there is a there is a part of him that is kind of into it. Yeah, he's it's just not it. the part that can be out in society. It's the lack of control that does it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's the lack of control, and like that's why it's not actually a trans character is because there's no agency over becoming mm-hmm. the opposite gender. Um, right. Yeah, but there, you know, there there is sort of that that rivalry there on both those axes about like both fighting and also about like kind of romance stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I can see her kind of seeing Ranma as maybe not a threat, but as a rival. Yeah, I can see that. Or just and, like she wants to do other things in her life than be focused on this thing that everyone's making her focus on. Like, I can see that going both ways, honestly. Mm-hmm. G- given how Ranma at times kind of wants to be girly for whatever reason, whether it's just an excuse or whether, you know, it's that kind of check me out kind of thing. <laughs> I, th- I think that... Both of them kind of are aching in some ways to be the other person. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Just like the one like 
like to know who you are versus to be the best version of the self that you want to be. Yeah, a little bit. Like they kind of remind me of Guts and Casca from uh, from Berserk in that way. Whereas mm-hmm. like it's two people, they hold combat as their primary way of expressing themselves, and they are confronted with somebody else who kind of reflects who they are. You know, that they're like in a kind of a fight club, their lie reflected my lie kind of way. They like see what the other person is at their core and they're like, how dare you get to do what I can't? Yeah, it's very frustrating. They reflect back the thing that you hate the most about yourself. Right, right. But at the same time, it makes them the only person who can really understand what they're going through. And you really want them to like find that way to communicate and connect. And they do occasionally, and it's very heartwarming. Yeah, but most of the time they dance around it. Yeah, like, there's, like, that one moment of, uh, like, it's it's sometime in the first few episodes. I only watched the first ten because that was when the, where the sub was for. And there's that one episode where uh, Akane has this crush on this one doctor who happens to treat her very nicely. Mm, Um, And, and, you know, Ranma kind of is trying to make, make her feel better about it and kind of doing a shitty job of it but you know he's kind of trying and like at the end of the episode when akane is feeling like really rejected and like kind of bad about her own looks and stuff rama says that thing where he's like you know you should know you are cute when you smile and it like t- totally takes her by surprise she does that dumb anime blush thing and <laughs> you know they, they quickly paper it over as like oh i was just teasing you but it comes from a, like a real place of this is how I can actually connect with this person. I am choosing to do that in this moment. Right. And the rest, everything else is just like, we're building up a vocabulary of how to connect with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I could see the version of this manga anime that was much shorter and much more focused on the romance stuff, which I think also would have been great. Yeah. the, the all, all three pillars of this show work out pretty well. And you know, they do fall out of balance sometimes, and that's the weaker parts. But I think overall, like, you get what you want, and you want any of it. Yeah, speaking of want any of it, let's talk about Kuno. Can we, like, there are a lot of characters. Um, one of the problems that a lot we can, of people we can get go fatigued with this series is just how quick. many there are. Kuno's an important one. Why do you think Kuno is important compared to some of the others? Because he plays into the tone and genre thing that I already mentioned. Yeah, yeah. This idea of of combat uh, and taking what you want and living out your traditional roles. Like it, he's dressed up as a traditional samurai. Yeah, he. It's and it's the, it's the victim of patriarchal society. Yeah. Right. Where he has no capacity for empathy for women, probably due to how society treats them, and as a result, he has no ability to get with them. He's also and really privileged, like he has like manservants 100%. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's privileged and entitled. Like this is why I call him an incel, basically, is because mm-hmm. that that's that's what he is. He's he doesn't have any he boundaries, and I think that kind of reflects on his character. Yeah, I don't think he gets much deeper than that. But I did want to point out that like this kind of theme of like I don't fit in the society, I'm not comfortable in the place the world has put me. He his is like an un it is not an obvious example because he doesn't recognize how much. His traditional role is really hurting him. Yeah, because he's angry even though he has everything he wants. And it doesn't occur to him that, like, the structure is hurting him. So he's just yeah. like, no, there must be something I it, want it that I can't jerk. have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must be this specific guy who, like, I don't know, he's there and he's annoying. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess Ryoga kind of has that as well. I love Ryoga. I think he's a great, like, dumb guy character who's also very earnest. <laughs> 
he he's kind of like the actual main rival. Like Kuno wants to be Ranma's rival, but he's just kind of shitty. Uh, yeah. Ryoga is the actual rival. He uh, he th- fell into this dumb pond. He got turned into a pig, and now he hates Ranma for forcing him to do that. Somehow, I don't know. Well, okay. Every character. One of the most important things you have to understand about this show, after understanding the sex romp parts of it, the comedy, the relationships, and the the martial arts thing, everyone in the show is a goddamn moron. Like <laughs> they're so dumb. Everyone has their own like I don't know how the world works problem to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ryoga's is like he's just a dumb guy in general, but also he gets lost. It's like, this- so fucking gimmicky. It's very. It's, gim- well, mo- it's more gimmicky than the turning into animal shit. Yeah, and like it was okay in the manga here because there's so much padding everywhere. Like it's it's pretty egregious. Um, mm-hmm. But he's still very charming because he's extremely strong. Like he carries around like a lead umbrella or something. Like that's what he fights with. Also, everyone fights with stupid things. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into that kind of martial arts JoJo's bit in a second, but. Uh... Um, and, like, he develops a technique where he can break a boulder with a finger. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, he, despite his total lack of cunning, he does pose a credible threat to Ranma. Um, and yeah. he does, because he, like, sees this pig thing as a curse, but Akane is good to pig version of him, like, he likes Akane, and that's a believable relationship. And, like, he's just a... He's just a dopey guy who's kind of who's kind of charming to watch him struggle and and try to keep up in the same way now, that Kuwabara was. No, you, you need to you need to kind of maybe meter me a little bit. I'm prone to seeing queer stuff in manly characters having feelings at each other pretty much mm-hmm. wherever I go. Is Ryoka kind of into Guy Ranma? Oh, everyone is. Okay, I just I wanted to like make sure that it wasn't just me seeing that. I think it's that we constantly see them shirtless around each other. <laughs> that, that, that's probably part of it. That's a, that's a factor. Um, but like, the, I remember reading a long time ago one of the one of the books where, for some reason, Ranma's like Obi Wan, shriveled old man, sen, sensei kind of thing puts pokes a pressure point on him, and it robs him of all his strength. That that's just yeah. kind of, that's just kind of like the just to give you guys a flavor of how dumb the actual plot is, uh, and and they, they Ryoga and Ranma fight again, and Ranma can't actually do any damage because he's too weak, and Ryoga has like tears in his eyes. It's like your punches were like were like thunderbolts, but now nothing, and it just like is <laughs> is openly weeping at like. <laughs> How less, how much less virile Ranma has become. <laughs> just, yeah, like something about it is like, okay, man, like you actually are pretty into this man being a manly man who wants to fight you. That's the tenor of the relationship, and it is rivalless. Like it's not a, it, it's not a sexual thing because nothing in this show is actually a sexual thing. No, it it except for like old man. Except for there's old like, man, there's like sex one pervert. old man who is like a sex murderer, and that's <laughs> yeah. about it. He's 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 a big problem. He's an extreme problem that I luckily didn't see any of. Yeah, he comes in later. I'm sure uh, he does. I, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, they definitely because... have that in their relationship. They they. It's weird because Ranma's got all this other shit going on that he he can't spend a lot of time on Ryoga, which is kind of heartbreaking. Like, oh, I've outgrown my old friends. No, Ryoga definitely comes off as like a spurned lover. Yeah, just like I I I wish we could hang out the way we used to. Like, yeah, <laughs> why can't we fight anymore? But like blood rivalish. Yeah, it, it's 
it's it's all mixed up together in that. Uh, I, I wanted to mention that we're, we're not going to talk about that extensively. You were talking about, like, dopey characters, and I was talking about manly men having emotions at each other and cry and weeping openly. The dads... Yeah. The dads are pretty good. The dads are also like this. Um, you know, uh, Akane's dad is always trying to very unsubtly get them to, like, fall in love with each other. Um, Ranma's dad is, like, constantly weeping about, like, oh, my son, this cursed fate that he shares. <laughs> like, just, like, crying. Like, they just constantly cry at each other, which is very cute. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to encapsulate them or their relationship. I, I just like, wanted to mention these, them because it's, very, like, it's an example. Emotionally available bros. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, who, are, who are like everybody, s- single dads like the, bringing up their kids, like bringing up three very lovely girls and just yeah, like and yeah. being too dumb to live at the same time. They're also kind of shitty parents, but like that falls away in like them being just so emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That's the part that you focus on. It kind of like in the Weekenders, how Tino's mom just like was the only person who kind of had everything figured out, and everybody else has to just kind of wade through this emotional swamp that they've built up for themselves. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of above it all. Well, no, they're also very dumb though, and they also like they wade into it trying to manipulate things one way or the <laughs> other. Again, they're they're also terrible parents. So like when um when somebody shows up after many years and claims to be Ranma's father and we find out that Ranma's father uh, traded him away as a baby in exchange for a fish because he was hungry and then stole Ranma back. <laughs> That's amazing. And promised uh, Ranma to the guy to like marry his daughter when they grew up. Uh, and so they decide to settle this. They, the, the dads agree like, okay, we'll have a race. Uh, <laughs> it's like fighting but with your legs well no it's race fighting and the oh, race yeah, is course. a delivery service so oh yeah the dude's daughter is trained in like the secret martial art of delivery um <laughs> and so Are the, we, is it time for tone well and the dads the way that they get involved they're like okay we can't let him win because then ranma can't marry akane so we need to disguise ourselves because like only women can be delivery girls. And so they disguise themselves as like old women to try and like sabotage other people. And they're like crying and telling Ranma that they're doing this as they're running down a hill. It's just very, they're very emotionally available, but not very like competent. It kind of, it's it, like, it reminds me of uh, in JoJo's, uh, you know, break our moratorium yet again. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the character Speedwagon, who's like, his role in the first arc is just to like openly weep at the tragedy of the Joestar legacy. <laughs> like whenever we look back to him, he's just so overcome with emotions about these manly men. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I do want to mention briefly a couple other characters. Uh, Akane's sure. sisters. They, um, you know, the oldest sibling who is uh, very just like ditzy empty-headed housewife kind of stereotype not and much then, to her yeah there's not and then her sister nabiki who i really got a kick out of because she's just like always scamming she's a scam artist yeah yeah, she's like eddie um yeah absolutely like eddie but she's also very sarcastic and uh and funny um yeah she also kind of almost reminds me of um great teacher onizuka in that he's just like 
he's not really above it all so much as like just just a little bit older and a little bit wiser like he can still get kind of caught up in the antics but he's got a bit of perspective yeah so like nabiki kind of she she recognizes what's going on and she'll kind of play with the conventions a little bit but she's got more perspective and it it'll it prevents her from falling into any of these dumb emotional traps there's a there's a beat when uh when shampoo shows up and shampoo is this chinese amazon who loses to ranma and therefore has to hunt him down and kill him uh because <laughs> because, because ranma because... is a woman but if a man defeats her she has to marry him and so she has this whole thing like i hate girl ranma but i love boy ranma it's the opposite of kuno anyway uh when, yeah, yeah way to go through that when like... when she shows up um you know, she only speaks Chinese, um, so they don't know what's going on. And she, like, hands them this, like, tribal jungle law book. And, like, the dad is like, I don't know how to read this. I don't read Chinese. And Nabiki comes in and just starts, like, reading the book and describing the situation to everybody. And Rama's like, you made all that up. You don't know Chinese. <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't. But there's a translation on the next page. And the dad's like, oh, how did I not notice that? <laughs> yeah, and begins weeping openly at his own foolishness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I, I like her sort of just a bit above everyone else in the uh, genre convention awareness. Just very slightly more aware and, and like willing to take advantage of that for her own benefit, which is, you know, the, the Eddie part. I like yeah. that she has kind of a friendship, like a a one-sided exploitative friendship with kuno just because like kuno needed a little bit more fleshing out anyway yeah so that that's kind of neat yeah yeah um, and like there's there's tons of characters we don't really so need many. to go into them you had mentioned this dumb like shampoo is an amazon chinese warrior whom like uh, if it's a girl who bests her you have to hunt her down and kill her if it's a man who bests you you have to marry him uh that does not even mention like that's patently absurd and it doesn't even get into her fighting style yeah which is to like throw around these big padded batons nope zade remember her her remember her um remember her namesake oh right her special uh shampoo attack where (laughs) she throws a bunch of shampoo on your head and puts points pushes pressure points which combined with the chemicals of the shampoo makes you lose your memory in certain then places. we should have we should have done an intro where like we talk about how pressure points can do everything it would have been like uh kenshiro again <laughs> it is it's just kenshiro but like with no seriousness to it like they yeah. it's it's right on the page how stupid they know it is <laughs> and like and that's why i say this is positively jojonian is is the martial arts style are patently absurd it's not toned realistically within a fantasy setting at all where like in yu yu Hakusho or my hero academia you have like the ability to shoot laser blasts from your fingertips or or what have you but it's never treated as silly on the page as it is here i i want to use that uh encounter to go into the tone and genre because the way that uh because they don't they don't see shampoo do this to akane where she's rubbing her head in order to make her forget about ranma ryoga says like i was a pig and i saw it and ranma's like well will you tell me i want to help akane i want to i want to save her and fix her and ryoga's like like they they negotiate and haggle and then eventually (laughs) uh ryoga says like i'll never forget what i saw and we we see him as a pig watching and we see shampoo like do this flip in midair and there's just like a series of still like rather than a nice fluid animation it's just like a series of still images where like her feet 
press up against his face and push into him <laughs> and it's like oh you saw her feet you didn't actually see anything useful happening <laughs> but you're acting like you had this information he's like i the speed the force it was incredible <laughs> like, no real good <laughs> this is not the point <laughs> yeah the, the comedy timing on the manga is really good and they like mostly capture it well in the anime i think so the anime is very much like when it's not padding it's like shot for shot (laughs) hang on hang on hang on i want to talk about the animation in a second i need to talk about the single most ridiculous moment (laughs) in the manga that i remember reading this is the moment when i read this when i was young where i was just like okay what what is what am i what am i is it the swimming no (laughs) let me describe it as i remember it ranma is fighting someone while he's in a weakened form and he's and his internal monologue is, I need to keep a cool head while making my opponent super horned and use a spiral motion toward the center of the circle that we're pivoting in in order to make a different emotional temperature clash to create an explosion. <laughs> oh, that's right. He, he turns into, he makes a, a heat tornado out of sexual tension. Yeah, <laughs> yup. <laughs> it sure does. And it works. Or like the part where he learned cat foo by being thrown into a pit of cats while he was six years old and tied full of fish sausages. And Gunma, his, his dad is like, I tried to cure him of his fear of cats. I tried everything. I tried wrapping <laughs> tuna around him what i tried I wrapping sausages again therapy? around him <laughs> um i was thinking of when he gets into a like um a gymnastics fight yes where you have you can't hit each other with your bare hands which is like what he usually does and so they're like throwing things at each other with ribbons so they he like grabs a table and throws it at her and she grabs her brother Kuno and throws it at him and yeah, Kuno like it. slices the Yeah, the announcer's like, This is fine, this is good. <laughs> um, but at some point like a stream of intense water, like from a fire hydrant oh, yeah. or something flies at him and Ranma swims up it to stay in the ring. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so they like, have they have a uh, uh, ski ski rink fighting. They have um, tea ceremony fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it's, it's it's incredible. Everything. It's everything, <laughs> and it's kind of like beautiful in like how little they give a shit about whether it's like it. Like no one thinks no one thinks for a second that they're trying to be serious, so they can get away with an awful lot. Yeah, and and you know JoJo's is an apt comparison where. Everything about the plot is in service of these cool moments based around these different techniques. And like the hoops that they're willing to go through, they're they like they don't pretend like they're not Incredible. jumping through hoops for that purpose. <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's yeah. It's just, it's just something really special and I think the comedy does work incredibly well and at at its core this is a comedy series that, you know, it plays really well, and and the animation actually suits it. We, we've been talking a lot about just generally. I think we maybe shouldn't have done this as like a cartoon. We should have maybe just done this as a manga because like it's worth talking about just on the fabric of the manga. The problem is that the anime is so much just shot for shot of the manga that it only really makes sense to talk about the manga because it's yeah. it's, it's equivalent. Because even though I haven't read it in you know years. I recognized dialogue. I recognized character beats. It's a good way to consume the first several beats, uh, the yeah. first several books, because I think the actors did a pretty good job and they punctuated in a way like I read. I've been reading comics my whole life and I don't give the art and the pacing the the attention I should because I care a lot about plot. Yeah, um, same. 
And when I'm reading and have that control, sometimes that comes back to bite me. And here I couldn't rush through it. And even though it does like become very slow at times, like I think a lot of the really good beats I didn't even notice at the time. And like they really came out here. That's a good point. Yeah, when, when you are reading through a manga, it is it, you are creating the pace, and because it is, has so those like deep emotional beats that I want to get to, and as a you know younger man, I kind of fast forwarded through all the comedy shit I didn't really care that much about. Now I'm kind of forced to contend with it, and it's pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's talk about the part that actually is anime specific, which is the animation. Yeah, um, this is kind of, I mean, it looks very similar. It's very uh, 90s era in the way that they look. This was before the big, uh, like you say, chibification. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fighting could have been handled very poorly, and I'm glad that they focused a lot of their resources on making that sort of translation of motion in a single panel, turning it into anime without sacrificing the feeling of like these very cool big over-the-top moves the Um, fighting animation in this like is actually pretty excellent i I think that they did a really good job fleshing out the frames uh that that they would need on the page in order to tell a story they Mm -hmm. actually choreograph they actually choreograph it pretty well in a way that isn't just you know put in a couple more frames between those key poses no they actually like put a bunch of I, like i remember there was like this one scene where they're trying to get ryoga back from this i don't know this like rich uh you know widower or something who just wanted an heir and so they rescue ryoga who is a pig at the moment <laughs> and like rama has like a bunch of crazy fights with the guards involving like using a stool as like a thing as like a shield to block with and doing a bunch of flips in the air and i'm like i don't think that that was actually in the manga at all yeah. You know, that they, they, they really flesh it out and they really make it a lot. It's like they were trying to actually make an anime. <laughs> well, the thing I think about is, like, I'm remembering a panel from the manga where, like, Ranma jumps over somebody in a backflip, crouches behind them, and then pokes at them. Mm-hmm. And the way that you would normally do that if you were doing an original anime is to, like, you wouldn't show it from the side encapsulating that entire the arc of motion arc of motion in like pretty segmented beats but that's how it looks on the page and so that's how they did it here and i think it's actually very effective because it it generates this sort of slow motion or or matrix time type of thing where like it actually lends this gravity to their motions that kind of wasn't there at the time they do a lot of that stuff. Like they, they do a lot of like minor visual techniques. Um, I remember when when Ranma kind of is evading Kuno for a while, and then finally you see him kind of sweep his leg up the side of up of Kuno's side, and like it does that kind of that adrenaline time thing, and th- that is a really good way to denote to the audience more happened here than you're aware of. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But if you're just reading a manga, that doesn't necessarily articulate. Yeah. It's just like very, very clever way to, to kind of put it together. There are uh, also a couple of scenes that they add that uh, are not fight scenes that feel very extraneous. Yes. Like, uh, honestly, I think that this anime is best when it's just following the manga verbatim. Uh, but then oh, a single issue does not fill an entire episode's time. It, it, it feels pretty filler, like a zookeeper trying to catch Genma as a panda while the Ryoga Ranma fight is going on. And it's just super distracting. 
Yeah, and sometimes it's clever. Um, like when it they focus be. more on like background character reactions. Like um, there's there's that scene when Ranma's yelling at Akane to get her memory back, and in the manga it's just a panel where you see all the words. Here he says it, and then they're all like, "It's working." yell at her some more and then he says it again and then yep. we like shift to watch Genma and Panda form like using DJ equipment to sort of amplify and repeat and like <laughs> play up the thing so that it, it takes a lot longer but it's, it's not always pretty bad. clear you know as as zany as the premise is in this manga it, it's always pretty clear when the anime added a scene that wasn't in the in the manga because it's, yeah. it's not zany in the right proportion like it, it's a it's a jigsaw puzzle piece that just doesn't fit yeah and by the end of the anime it got pretty egregious apparently like more than half of the episodes in the final season like just were made up of for whole cloth maybe that's why i ended up enjoying this anime so much is because i only watched like the first 10 episodes and you know that thing where one person is keeping track of all these relationships and all these new characters it's the same thing as in shakespeare like the reason it works and we don't get overwhelmed as an audience is because the writing and the pacing is so tight and that's that's a hard thing to do when you're trying to desperately keep ahead of the production schedule. Right. Yeah. I, I can definitely see it. Um, uh, the intro, an intro to an anime used to be 90 seconds long. Did you know that? I, I don't know if it's any except for this one. I don't remember, uh, you know, Gundam Wing being quite this no, egregious. I, I, that's, that's kind of my point. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is really something. And it's kind of, really bad. It grew on me, to be honest. I mean, like, I, I see the kind of here's a bunch of characters. They're all jumping around and doing zany shit kind of stuff. No, they they run. Like, the characters are running in place, facing different directions, and then that happens again with more characters, and they've all rotated ninety degrees, and that just happens a few more times. <laughs> it just absolutely doesn't do anything for me. Um. I don't know. I like the I like the part where like Akane is dancing back and forth, and then splashes Ranma, and Ranma turns into a girl, and she's like, "What are you gonna do?" And you know, what are you gonna do? It's kind of cute. It's better than the second and third ones that I saw because um, I jumped around a little bit. Um, oh, okay. Because in the second one, and I might cut it in here, this like very '90s era announcer is like. Ron Masato is the heir to the anything goes oh, martial God. arts school. And Akane is part of the Tendo family dojo. And they their parents have hooked them up together. But there's one problem. When doused with water, he becomes a she. That's then, not the problem. Everyone else. That's not even close to what the problem no, when is. He, when he says that, everyone does that like anime thing where like you fall down or like your arms move in a weird way. Mm. Uh, but it just sounds like cracking bones. It's really that's <laughs> bizarre. That's also, like, that's not the problem between them. The problem no. isn't that sometimes Rama turns into a girl. That's, like, the farthest. That's, like, one of the that is, few that things is that's helping. That, like, that issue exists so much less for them than for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the third intro is just, like, very generic, like, uh, anime nonsense. I would prefer uh, generic over what the first intro was. Like, it, just, I I it was, it was kind of like a charming, like, uh, like kind of an almost nursery rhyme in its simplicity kind of theme. I liked yeah, it. I, I didn't. I didn't really care for it much. The outro was kind of interesting, because um, it was like building the characters out of like these little scraps of paper, almost like 
a scrap of paper would unfold and it would be like a leg and another leg and an arm and it would like piece them together and then like mm. you'd swap out the girl bit for the guy bit. Um, yeah, I, I didn't notice that. That is kind of clever. Or a panda bit for, you know, it, it would like overlay the, the people with what they transform into. There's some creative that's, parts here, but again, it, it's not, that's it was That's a point I want to touch on. You didn't have is, people on the internet criticizing intros back in the day. <laughs> no, not so much. I wanted to touch on that point of where, like, it, it turns into a panda from a man or whatever. Uh, they don't animate the change in this. Because no, it, it they look put away. into the manga. Yeah. Because also, it's not like Animorph covers where, like, you have that gradual thing. These are instantaneous changes. And yeah, where, like, else Eminem turns into an Eminem. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. where like Hank Hill turns into a tank of propane. <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, the the fact that they don't use those transformation sequences in the anime though means that they always have to like think around those corners, right? So mm-hmm. like suddenly uh, there's you know a uh, Ranma jumps out a window. It doesn't look where he's gonna land. Oh, it's a pool of water. It's, I'm gonna turn into a girl. The way you do that in the manga is you know it's it's just kind of like it's a series of images so you don't have to see the intermediary but you kind of have to explain that in the anime and the way they get around that is by having like a big splash of water or by looking at a reaction shot for a second and i it's not like especially nuanced or clever but like I, i appreciated that they had to do some creative work to like make those discrete moments stay as discrete moments it feels like when uh you watch something like uh where a character is naked and rather than doing the very unsubtle thing of putting a black bar over the naughty bits they like hide it diegetically (laughs) yeah 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 they have them like in front of a drooping plant or something like that Um, the difference here is you actually do have to look away because there's other changes such as you know height changes uh ranma's hair changes color you yeah, know, people, people are turning into animals. Where are their clothes going? Sometimes they just pff, disappear. Yeah, and sometimes they don't like respond with their clothes, and sometimes they do. <laughs> it's like pretty context sensitive. Yeah, it's 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 a comedy show. It's yep. for the joke. Yep, yep. Um, oh, one one thing in animation. Uh, yeah. Whenever I I don't think I, I've I've seen this in other anime. I'm sure, but never to this extent. Where when somebody gets hurt or is like made fun of or like something dramatic happens they'll they'll like flash the horns with their hands what like they'll do the like uh middle finger and ring finger down and then like pinky and forefinger up they'll like flash the horns it's everywhere what for what does it what does it punctuate like uh like when inuyasha falls down in inuyasha he always does it it's stuff like that oh like they get that kind yeah, of thing. So somebody gets hit. Uh, is it just supposed to be like that's how they contort their hands in Japan? I have no idea. <laughs> is there like a congenital like digit like thing there? Uh, absolutely not. Is it like how I'm double jointed? No, that no. <laughs> Maybe it's like a byproduct of like falling in a falling in a cursed pool, cursed pool. I think it's a I think it's a metaphor for, you know, the the the, the devil and the rise of the devil yeah, and how the rise this, of the devil. This, this, this boys and girls doing all this stuff it's uh it's the mark of the devil yeah yeah it's all it's all gonna be pointless when <laughs> bestiality we, etc yeah, when we, yeah, we, yeah when 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 ranma falls into the spring of the devil <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> that, that, that weird Satan. sixth season that weird sixth season offbeat like it's off it's off model animation where like, well, they just fall into the spring of the devil 
apparently by the end of like the manga as well like it went away from these long plot things and toward these very like gimmicky and it started off pretty gimmicky anyway yeah um i want to talk about the music in this show and how it it communicates the comedicness because like it's circus music yes it is (laughs) i like one there's one late motif i absolutely love yeah there's one late motif i hate and the rest of them i didn't really take note of uh was the one you hate the one that had a bunch of slide whistles the one that i hated was the reprise of the intro theme yeah uh, I, I didn't like that very much because, like, again, just like too much. Too, it's it just too vaudeville for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just uh, it, I, I didn't find the music that interesting. It was too energetic and bouncy and didn't really communicate the tone that I thought it was going for. The one that does communicate the tone that I think they're going for is that goofy moment that 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 really goofy kind of lopsided drunken one that usually like accompanies us looking at a really poorly anim- like a really poorly drawn panda wait is this the one that goes yeah yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah that's and that one's a really strong one if you didn't know that the show was a farce and didn't realize that like the sex and the fighting was all in service of making jokes. This is what communicates. communicates it. And sometimes during fights, it does get more action-oriented. I remember one episode where it like went from fighting to romance, and there wasn't a ton of comedy, and I didn't hear any circus music at all then. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Like, they actually what it's have doing. A, they have a decent ability to also, like, cut out the music when they're not necessary. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, it had, like, kind of that intense sort of fight music. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, a moment where Ranma, like, carries Akane away from danger. And they, like, pause for a second and just kind of look at each other, amazed at what just happened. And the music just totally cuts out. Or, like, chimes and songbirds. And lets them just kind of stare at each other. Yeah. They're I, so I cute. Do, they're so cute when they're, like, feeling things, and you can feel them feeling things. It is. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, like, at its, you know, at its core, this is a comedy, but the thing that I got most out of it was romance. Yeah. And it's because the characters are well-developed and, you know, react to each other the way you would expect real people to. Um, you know, not, not, not real, real people, but, like, real anime people. Now you watched the uh, you watched the sub. So did any were there any vocal standouts? I thought that you know, for the dub they get across the idea like sort of a you know one sentence description of a character like, oh Nabiki sounds very sarcastic. That works perfect. Yeah, I, it it it's fine. I I thought that the dub voices were just not very good. Is all I I don't think that you know any particular voice actor from the sub really stood out i just thought that ranma and akane sounded good and they're the ones i was really listening to uh, kuno has a pretty funny voice <laughs> yeah he's just because of the overdramatic almost shakespearean way of talking yeah it, it fits Very with his traditional. character yeah yeah um i whenever we're done with uh with these segments i would like to encapsulate everything we've talked about so far by talking about a single episode uh hang on just a second uh i i just wanted to mention i unfortunately we can't really talk about the dialogue much because it's just literally the dialogue from the manga so we we can't really give it any credit for being good yeah the dialogue in the manga is very good though To, to give one example of this kuno has like a fantasy like he's he's fighting male ranma and he's like where have you taken Treeborn Kettle Girl? Like, you must have kidnapped her. And starts playing this fantasy in his head with, like, this master, like, this master slave role play. And, like, 
at the like at the end of that like he like leave me out of your sick fantasies he's like i'm not talking to you uh, it's like there's just like kind of a nice kind of interplay of this is a stupid situation and also you are so wrapped up in your own in your own thing yeah yeah like no one's talking to you i don't know why you're saying that <laughs> uh, um yeah so i want to i want to talk about one episode um yeah. this is the romeo and juliet episode which it seemed like that's every right. teen drama had this um, that's right where they ask akane to be juliet in the school's production of romeo and juliet and she's like yes i know i'm usually the tomboy but this I've, I've always been typecast as the guy in these things sometimes i do just want to wear a pretty dress and be in a romance thing and i'm like that's yeah, so fucking great. cool characterization and like it makes sense with who you are and it, it all works and then all the guys are horned for her and so they all want <laughs> to be up. they all want to be romeo except for ranma but they're like oh you know whoever wins this acting competition gets uh gets to a ticket to see china or whatever <laughs> it's like his ears perk up it's like a <laughs> competition i know how to do that <laughs> so the way that this works is the 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 curtains open and right away you know like if you know anything about Romeo and Juliet it doesn't start with the balcony scene and in fact it doesn't only have a balcony <laughs> scene <laughs> but it it has Juliet doing that and then like Kuno shows up and he's like oh my my Romeo and he he goes up to her and he's like yeah, and he's still dressed like a samurai <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> sure is no irony about him and he tries to get with her and then ranma shows up and you know takes him out and like he they battle a few different romeos and stuff and then ranma shows up on the balcony and they're just looking at each other and oh romeo oh juliet say your line dumbass <laughs> <laughs> i have lines <laughs> like yeah. he clearly just knew that he had to beat up Kuno. they wandered in um and like it's obvious, like this this would in no way win a dramatic competition. But the judge apparently is also a pervert, and he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna kiss her, right? If you kiss her, you're gonna win." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so everyone's just like, "Oh God, why are we doing this?" But the the sweet part is when Akane says, "Like, is it really so hard for you to kiss me? Do you hate me that much?" And he says. It's because I don't hate you that this is difficult. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, they see through the bullshit, and they're letting their defenses down, and it's so nice. And that's juxtaposed with the entire audience being like, we don't care how dumb the plot was <laughs> about this play up until this point. We just want to see the kiss. <laughs> And they're all like baying for their blood. <laughs> and then, of like, course, kiss her already. You know, you have that comedy subversion where they kiss, but you know, Ronda's mouth was covered in tape. And then he doesn't get to go to China. He gets to like meet somebody named China. <laughs> yeah, hang out with <laughs> with the judge who goes by the stage name China. <laughs> like, I'm very famous. Everybody wants to meet me. This is a like this it, is a true honor. And and while they're like doing the. Uh, doing all the acting and stuff like their parents are on stage one of them as a panda like like <laughs> we're gonna help you defeat these challengers because we also want you guys to like make out and it's like it's such a great encapsulation um you know chrissy saw this she didn't read the manga as a kid but she actually watched some of these uh as a kid and she's like i remember this one can we please watch this one together that's amazing <laughs> and it was great and i think it this that was one where like 
the pacing of it and the um like the production values of this anime made it better than it was for me in the manga it also has a nice moment where when they kiss i'm pretty sure that like a lot of the audience just erupts in manly tears <laughs> such passion <laughs> yeah they're so pure the the the, the, what was that one when uh when ranma like when when the engagement like the fact that they're engaged gets out at school and like normally akane has to like fight a bunch of people and in, in the front of the school to in, mm-hmm. in order to get there uh, get that class on time and like she shows up and like the field full of guys from all bunch of different like sports clubs and stuff they're all just standing there with these stoic expressions openly weeping and like we should have known that you were <laughs> that you were too good for us like <laughs> we accept, we grudgingly accept your your faded relationship with Ronma. just like so <laughs> I don't know, like, the fact that they're openly weep, like, the openly weeping thing is so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the Romeo Juliet episode, <laughs> Juliet episode is, is pretty good. I, I do remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any, uh, any uh, moments of import or interest for you that uh, haven't mentioned? No, I, I think I got through most of it. I think where I'm going to come down on this show is that it's a good anime because it's a great manga. Yeah, there, you know, there was I, the, a... the things that they change are mostly fluffing up the animation where it's good, in which case, like, we get cool action sequences that weren't in the manga, and where it's bad, where, like, we need a bunch of filler. Yeah, hard, hard agree. Um, I There is one other scene that I wanted to mention that was really Absolutely. great. Absolutely, bring it. Where uh, Ranma and Ryoga are fighting on top of, like, a high dive. Um, and <laughs> Sure they are uh akane falls into the pool and she can't swim and they're the only ones around uh and so they they both without thinking stop fighting and they go dive and it's like a long like go down and ranma just looks over at ryoga who will turn into a pig when he's cold and Ranma's just like hey and ryoga's like what <laughs> like you sure about this <laughs> <laughs> you haven't thought this through have you <laughs> Um, just that sort of those sort of beats are just peppered in very nicely. The and yeah, like timing you, like of you the say, manga is excellent. Yeah, the the timing of the manga is translated very well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, that's Ranma one half. It's a classic for a reason. Yeah, I I definitely would recommend like you know if you don't have any particular aversion to seeing some like TNA in 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 your in your romance uh, comedy fighting manga then definitely go check it out it's it is it is very good i enjoyed it a lot as a kid and i enjoyed this kind of opportunity to come back to it and if you want a treatment of the like transgender element of this without the comedic or the fighting or just any different ratios apparently there's like a million web comics like this is a very big like concept that's covered yeah i i buy it like i know a lot of people uh, I, I was looking through the internet a little bit for like, uh, and this was a big you know, inspiration for them. A lot of them. Well, not just for artists, but like also for trans people, kind of coming to terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, like apparent, like I, I read up a, a lot of different <laughs> stories of people on the internet who like this kind of opened their eyes. This this kind of got them to confront something that they weren't able to admit to themselves. Um, it, it's not the you know typical. Uh, depiction of a transgender person I, I read a couple of essays that are like this isn't really a transgender person but it got me to like kind of kind of think about it in a neat, in a new way and it made me feel represented anyway 
it's it, i don't know like there, there's a lot of people who got something out of this that is toward that end even though it doesn't necessarily need to yeah it's a unique perspective that's being delivered here you know it's not just you know pretty boys fighting and getting stronger parts. it's also 18. i mean it's also that <laughs> it's also i don't know that he gets stronger like he learns a technique once every like 20 episodes yeah, or something and yeah, never uses it again <laughs> he doesn't really get stronger but he defeat he does defeat more dudes he gets emotionally animals. stronger that's through through the friendships true. he makes <laughs> like that's, that's kind of how it works true. <laughs> like that's his journey yeah um yeah power of friendship yeah it- power of sexy friendship a sexy friendship is my favorite kind of sex and friendship. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, that was Ronma One Half. I, mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed hearing about us talk about a manga and not a cartoon, because that's pretty much what we did. Yeah, and you know what? If you couldn't tell, that's great. We did good a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's on Hulu for some reason. Yeah, like, apparently. With, with teen boobs and all. There they are. There they are, just hanging out for long extended scenes. <laughs> just like, are you going to cover up or why should I? I'm a guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah okay, I, fair I, point. I, I kind of love that moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're perverts for looking. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Mama, great character. Yeah, uh, what are we watching next time? Next time is Pirates of Darkwater, which yeah. we're going to have a guest on for. All right. Looking love very Gaston. much looking forward. I think you do that every single time. Uh, Not every time. I mean, it's pretty close to that every time. Uh, I'm very much looking to for- ha- forward to having Tuck come on the show. Uh, he has watched it a lot as a kid. I have not, but I'm going to take a re a re revisit. <laughs> I'm going to fire the nuclear nuclear whistles and <laughs> do do a revisit of of uh, Pirates of Darkwater so I can be prepared. All right, just like Scar. Uh, Zane, what after we what are we doing after that? Well, Ben, it's time for uh, Halloween once again, and it's time for a movie once again. Um, we yeah. are in negotiations. We, we have come to terms. We are coming to terms with uh, Dan Caves to come on, but we haven't uh, narrowed down on a movie segment just yet. That's um, okay. But we will figure one out. I have a couple of ideas, but uh, we, we'll see how that goes. Excellent opportunity for someone to write it and suggest one, though. Hey. Do it. Do it, nerds. The way and what can... else can they do? The, the way you can write into the show is you can go to our Facebook page and leave a comment below uh, the post that we make for this episode. You can go to our website, cartoncast.com or fancybat.com for our group website. You can leave a comment on the contact page there. We really love hearing from you. So please don't be shy. Let us know what you thought of Ranma. Let, you, let us know what you think of Pirates of Dark Water and or what kind of Halloween movies you would want you would want Dan Caves and us to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or review and, and tell us what you think of the podcast so that other people can benefit. And more than anything else, you can tell your friends about turning into a pig. What would, what would you turn into? What would I turn into if I had my druthers? Probably a yeah. duck. Do you have your druthers? Did you find I, those? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I lost my druthers. I, I, I fell into a pool. I fell into a spring. And the curse of that spring was that I no longer have druthers. <laughs> I've been hoping to find the opposing pool to bring it back, but <laughs> honestly, like pool, like falling into a spring and turning into something is just like I don't know. It might be the well, plato- platonic ideal of silly plot beat. Apparently, the original idea was it wasn't water, it wasn't the the uh, definitive gender fluid, if you will, but it was uh, he nice. would switch any time that he threw a punch. Oh wow, that that makes for a, a complicated choreography. Very much so. Yeah. 
What would you turn into? I, I like the idea of turning into a woman. Just like to, you know, try it out. Wear it around for a bit. I, I would be into that. Yeah. You know, like, again, again, having the option is important there. It's, it's very critical. And, like, it's not just a sex thing, but I will. It's definitely a it's, sex there, thing. There is definitely a sex thing component to it. I'm, I'm yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, enough said. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> to the internet. Don't know what to do. My heart is not a game. It's my junk to you. Yep, yep, Feel like such a shrew. Boonies, boys, don't you dare make me wild like you. Before you, boys got on their knees. Ranma, Ranma, it's me you always tease. Since the day I ran into you, Ranma, Ranma, you stole my heart and you. Don't you dare go and make me wild like you.